Welcome to Let's Clear the Air, a podcast sponsored by the Allergy, Asthma, and Sinus Center, dedicated to educating listeners about allergies, asthma, and immunology. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm with Dr. Karthik Krishnan. We have heard from Dr. Krishnan a couple times. Um, We're here at the Oak Ridge office because you see patients here at Oak Ridge. Do you care to tell me a little bit about which offices you do see patients at? So every Monday I'm at our Emory Road office. Every Tuesday I'm at our Lenore City office. And then on Wednesdays and Fridays, I'm at our Wise Garber office. And then every Thursday, I'm here at Oak Ridge. Okay. I know we were just talking a little bit about it being February, and you're not seeing as many sick patients, but it'll it'll be coming in soon with the spring allergies. I guess right now, you're seeing a lot of asthmatics. I have a couple of questions that we want to ask about allergic asthma versus a exercise-induced asthma. Everyone's back on their um, regimen, gym regimen, they're working out. So what can you tell me a little bit about exercise-induced asthma? So exercise-induced asthma, that's when patients complain of coughing, wheezing, shortness of breath, chest tightness, or they fatigue easily during um, exercise. So it's very specific. It only happens with exercise. Are you seeing a lot of kids during PE? Is that when they're finding out when they might have an exercise-induced asthma? Yeah, so we, we, typically, we can see it at all ages, but the mo- with kids, that's their most common complaint is typically with PE, but we can also see it with soccer. And even today I saw a young lady who's, when she plays vo- volleyball, she has symptoms. So it can be any activity, but at school age, a lot of times we pick it up in a, in a PE setting. Okay, so how do you diagnose exercise-induced asthma? Yeah. So we always start with the history. We have the patients or the parent tell us the story, what happened. So when they start exercising, they get winded, um, and then we ask them how long the symptoms last and what they do for relief. So we start with the history, and then after that, we can do a, a special breathing test. It's called spirometry. And so this gives us an idea of their lung functions or their lung capacities. And so we, we do that and we look at the numbers and we um, look to see if they're normal or if they have a pattern that would be um, suspicious for asthma. And if, we, if we're worried about an asthma-induced exercise um, problem, then we'll give them a breathing treatment with a medicine that will open up their airways and then we'll repeat the breathing test and see if there's any changes that would be consistent with asthma. Okay, so whenever a patient comes in, will they typically also get an inhaler to go with them if it is something like exercise-induced asthma? Yeah, so what we'll do, once we do the history and any kind of, and the appropriate testing, then we'll put it, we'll tailor a plan specific for the patient. So a couple simple things that we always start with. What the main problem with exercise-induced asthma or exercise-induced bronchospasm is that the airways get dried out, and when that happens, the oxygen can't get into the blood like it's supposed to, and so that's why they have their breathing problems. So some simple things we always start with is we tell them to make sure they're well hydrated, so they're drinking throughout the day, and especially before activity, that they're drinking and staying well hydrated. So that's one important thing. The other important thing we tell them to do is make sure they warm up. We don't want their heart rates to go up really fast quickly, so we want their heart rates to go up slowly. So a lot of times I'll tell them to do 
the, the one I do is I tell them to do 26 jumping jacks. The first 13 go slow motion, the second 13 you want to go faster, and by the last few you want to go full speed. So this does a couple things. One, it increases their heart rate um, like it's supposed to. It, start, it gradually increases. And then more importantly, it causes increased blood flow to the airway. So this gets the airways in good shape to be ready um, for exercise. The other important thing I try to tell people to do is if they can breathe, if they can inhale through their nose, that really helps because the nose is an amazing filter. Um, so it can get the, the air at the, to the right temperature and to the right humidity that the airways like the best. Um, so I try those simple things first, and then, when we and then we'll talk about medicine options. The simplest medicine option we have is a medicine called albuterol. What albuterol does, it opens up the airways. And so what we'll tell patients to do is do two puffs of albuterol 10 to 15 minutes before activity. So if you do all the right things, um, hydrate, warm up, try to breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth, use your albuterol 10 to 15 minutes before activity, this should put them in good shape to be able to um, do what they need to do without interfering with their activity. If those, if that doesn't help, we have some other medication options that we can try. We can use a preventative or everyday inhaler to help them, or we can use a medicine called Singular. The generic name is called Monolucast. This, some, it's a it's a tablet that they take once a day, and this sometimes can help with um, exercise-induced symptoms. Okay, so it sounds like there's some great treatment options. Um, what about patients that are continuously having asthma symptoms? And you may want to dive a little bit deeper and see if there's an allergy component. So any, if they have persistent symptoms, um, we want to once again, we want to do the history, physical, any appropriate testing. And one of the important things to remember is that um, about 80% of people who have allergies will also have asthma. So if they come in um, complaining of respiratory symptoms like coughing, wheezing, shortness of breath, we want to make, we want to identify triggers. And so one of the main triggers um, can certainly be allergies. And so we want to evaluate that by skin testing and um, formulating an aggressive plan to address their allergies. Because if we aggressively treat and control their allergies, we can also help with their asthma. Do you have asthmatics that are on allergy shots? Yeah, so if one of the allergy shots are, is a great treatment option to help control asthma. So there's two ways to look at it. One um, way to look at it is allergy shots can prevent the development of asthma. So if we address the allergies early in life, um, we can prevent the development of asthma. Now, if they already have asthma, allergy shots can better control their asthma. And what we mean by that is that we can get better symptom control, we can minimize the reliance on medications, and then most importantly, we can prevent complications. So respiratory infections, exacerbations, we can help with that as well. I know in the name, it's allergy, asthma, and sinus center. Mm -hmm. So there's so many different treatment options. And I have a question about sinus infections, mm -hmm. patients that are still having these sinus infections, but they also have allergies and asthma. Where, where would you take that patient in a treatment plan? So um, it's kind of the same idea. We want to look for that. 
um, we want to look for underlying triggers um, for their sinus problems. So allergies, one of the things that happens with allergies is it causes inflammation. So it can cause inflammation in the sinuses, it can cause inflammation in the nose, it can cause inflammation in the, in the airways. So when you have inflammation in the airways, lower airways, that's what we call asthma. Um, when you have um, inflammation in the sinuses, you can get something called chronic sinusitis. And so aller allergy shots are a great way that we can get rid of the inflammation. So once we get rid of the inflammation, we can much better control the sinus problem. So they'll have less symptoms, less infections, and so allergy shots are a great way to also control sinus problems. Okay, tell me a little bit about getting their allergies under control to get the asthma under control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if we aggressively treat allergies, um, we can also control their asthma. So the way I think about it is the nose is the start of the airway. That's kind of the window to everything. So if we aggressively treat the nose and nose allergies, a lot of times the asthma will get better as well. That's amazing. For somebody like me that actually does have asthma, you've taught me a lot and I'm sure a lot of others as well. Um, thank you again for being here today. I know we just love to hear from you and we'll have you back on the show again. Um, thank you everyone for listening today for another episode of Let's Clear the Air. We'll get Dr. Krishnan back on here again. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Clear the Air. Please consider following this podcast, and remember, if you want helpful and accurate information about allergies and asthma, our allergy experts are here to clear the air.